I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we have five-year NFL tight end Sean Calkin to talk about why Bitcoin. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. We have a very long show for you today. We have a long conversation with Sean Calkin, who is a NFL tie-in. He used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. He is a free agent right now. If you guys remember, he wanted to take his $972,000 a year salary in Bitcoin. And he talks about, one, that decision, and two, you know, just a little bit of life, about what how he thinks about Bitcoin, about why he decided to do that with Bitcoin. And he also just talks about life outside of the NFL. Like, what is he doing? Like, how is he preparing for the future? This, like, goes in with inflation, with finance, with preparing your life, you know, building wealth, and so on and so forth. So, it's an interesting conversation that I'm going to dedicate this whole show to. But first, we got to get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Sorry, podcast is coming out a little bit late. Bitcoin is sitting at $38,166, up 1.5% in 24, while Ethereum's in the number two spot at $2,605, up 4.5%. Tether number three, Binance Coin at $336, up 3.3%, and Cardano number five at $1.54, up 3.2%. Running off the top 10, we have Doge, XRP, USDC, Polkadot, and Internet Computer. Total market cap, we are up a little bit to $1.63 trillion, a little bit meaning $100 billion, and a BTC dominance of 43.7%. Real quick, I just want everybody to know that I will not have a Thursday show. We will be dead. Radio silence on Thursday. I am getting LASIK surgery on Thursday morning, and I doubt I'm going to be able to bounce back and make a podcast after the surgery. They say take a nap and relax my eyes. So wish me luck. Hopefully I don't go blind. It is actually kind of kind of scary to think that you come out there with uh, laser beams drilling into your eyeballs and then you have just laser beamed holes in your head or something. I don't know. Well, okay, now I'm freaking myself out. But the moral of the story here is no podcast on Thursday. And you'll know if I have no eyeballs if there's no podcast on Friday too. Moving into our one and only conversation today, we're talking to five-year NFL tight end, Sean Culkin, about his decision to take Bitcoin as a salary and other things about business, life, the NFL, and the future of everything. (laughs) Enjoy. Hey, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Excellent, man. Now, look, you have been the talk of the crypto space because you did some ballsy shit right here. You went and said, hey, Kansas City Chiefs, I want my salary in Bitcoin. The first question I think is pretty obvious is, how they react? You know, from the beginning, they act, they reacted uh, really open. You know, they just wanted to, uh, you know, make sure that I marketed it in the way that didn't cause people to have any question. I'm like, hey, are they actually paying them in Bitcoin? Do we have it on our balance sheet? It was just, hey, okay, cool. You want to transfer it here? You'll be converting it to uh, Bitcoin, but just make it known, you know, for your services, we're paying you in fiat, converting it to Bitcoin. So it's okay, a pretty so, simple process. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, explain that process to everybody that is uh, listening. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can go back from, you know, the way the NFL payment system works. Like you get paid 
weekly, depending on some teams bi-weekly for your games that you play. So if you, you know, typically before this past CBA, 17 weeks, you're going to get eight game checks if it's bi-weekly and one bi-week. They changed that now for, you know, it's going to be weekly and I think it goes through 34 weeks, but yeah, basically you, you give them your routing number, your account number, and they're going to then work with Jack Myler's from strike or they were, and it's going to be converted instantaneously into Bitcoin. So basically I'm just dollar cost averaging Bitcoin instead of fiat. Excellent. Excellent. Why do you think that they wanted to do it that way and make it clear that they weren't uh, buying Bitcoin and paying you in Bitcoin? What do you think that there were concerns or the, the threat was to them? I would, I mean, they're a football team, right? So their job isn't to be leaders in the financial and like in the markets, right? So they probably won, they still have the research, right? Or understanding of Bitcoin. They probably see it from just, you know, various news platforms. Oh, Bitcoin's growing. And then when they want to have one of their players want to, you know, be paid in Bitcoin, it's still kind of new, right? So if it's like, hey, yeah, we come out, yeah, we're, we're paying on Bitcoin guys, hundred percent. And like, that could be easily misconstrued by a viewer saying, oh, the chiefs are bullish on Bitcoin. They understand it. Right. They could be liable. What if it, you know, something bad happens. So it's like, Hey, you know, we're a football team. We don't know, but yeah, cool. Philosophically, you want to, you know, get paid in Bitcoin. Why not? But just make it known, you know, we're paying you in fiat. You're converting. What did uh, your teammates say? Yeah. I think I've heard it was just like, really like first you hear 100%. So it's like, that's a pretty, um, you know, ballsy move, as you said earlier, right? So, and then just questions, man, curiosity towards Bitcoin. And I think how that narrative has changed over the years, right? From very risky, um, illegal money to legitimate or a speculative, you know, hedge. And now more of a legitimate asset class, like, right? A Goldman just came out this morning saying like, we view Bitcoin as a legitimate asset class. I think it's just continued to build on that, right? As people will begin to adopt it and use it more as a store of value. How, how many people do you think talk to, uh, to you about Bitcoin from the Chiefs? Now, now, this is what I'm asking, actually. I'm saying, how many people in percentage-wise said, this dude's tripping, and the other ones were actually generally curious to see if they should actually do it? Honestly, no one was like, dude, this guy's tripping. Because if you talk to me <laughs> and just understand you know, the way I'm thinking and why I'm doing this, you don't think, wow, this guy's tripping. Like I, I have conviction. I spent a lot of time researching. Um, I'm not claiming to be, you know, this, you know, world-class famous investor by no means. Cause I, one, I've never been in the investment industry professionally. Right. So I've, I've always went straight to the NFL, but I have a passion. So it's not, it wasn't like, oh, this guy's tripping. It was more, wow, that you're one, you're the first to do hundred percent. One of the, you know, me and Russell to even have any allocation. Let's uh, like, why? You know, and, and and like, what should I know about Bitcoin? What are the risks? And yeah, it's beginning to shift to, hey, can I get an allocation? Like, what's this guy you're working with? Mm. Like, who can I work with? Mm. And I'm, I'm thinking, I would, I would presume, you know, I don't, I don't give out too many details on what I know, but I think you're gonna see players. Um, I mean, you're already seeing in other sports, right? Recently, professional athletes starting to come after me. Um, but I think it's gonna continue this trend in the NFL, and people want to have. Um, allocation in Bitcoin. I kind of view it as like a 401k allocation, right? Where it's mm -hmm. like you take a couple of percent, you take it away. You don't need that money right now. It's long-term investment. The time horizon is long. And that's what, so, so to really answer your question, no one was saying he's tripping. It was just, you know, different varying levels of interest based off their own financial um, situations. All right. So break, break it down to me. What are you thinking about Bitcoin? Like you you did this for a reason. What do you think the purpose of Bitcoin is? Where do you think Bitcoin is going? And why did you decide to do make this move? Because we see right now it's uh, $35,000 today, uh, you know, down from say when you made this, made this move it was like 55,000. You just got had your salary cut quite a bit, bro. Yeah. 
I unfazed, dude, unfazed. I, if you look at history, 12 years is not a little bit of time. It's continuing to defy the, the allegation, just the, the, the FUD, right? That continues to be brought against Bitcoin. Uh, this is not new for Bitcoin. This is new for me as an investor in Bitcoin, but I view these as opportunities to buy and increase my position size. Also see that for an asset to be one, the first to go to a trillion dollar market cap in such a little time in 12 years. Mm -hmm. And you see that they are having 80% drops, 50% drops, 60% drops. And here we are today. Yes. A couple of months ago, like all time highs. Like I think right. that the, 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 the thesis to make it a more and view it as a legitimate store of value is just increasing time and time again in my eyes. And yeah, it has a, uh, the volatility is part of crypto, right? And Bitcoin. Again, I said this to someone last week, I, I doubled my position size in the last week and a half. And nope. I, uh, you know, why Bitcoin? Like I, I, you look back in the year, right, man, I see monetary expansion rate just continuing to rise and purchasing power continuing to fall, rapid asset infl inflation, right? In the equity and real estate markets. And all of that's happening during a global pandemic. And I began really to question what, what asset class do I trust right now in this economic environment? I think many relate to that. I think Bitcoin, due to its properties of being a store of value, it's transparent and verified issuance rate. Um, that's what I'm, I'm using as my investment vehicle to preserve my wealth through time. If Bitcoin was the one asset that I was trying to accumulate the most, and I believe that is true for many others, like why would I not get paid in the asset that is becoming increasingly more scarce while demand is also increasing? So that's kind of my views, man, on why. Love it. Love it. Um, let me throw this question at you. Your salary was, let's just call it $900,000 for the year, right? When you're putting your salary into Bitcoin, are you looking at it as, and I know what you just said, but I want to just ask it like this. Are you looking at it as a, as a store of value? Like you want that $900,000 to be 900000 or are you looking at it as like hey, saying, you know what? I could turn that 900000 into maybe 2.7. And then you look back and you just made a financial decision. Is it more of a money thing or is it more of a store of value thing? Or And, and I know you said all this, but I kind of want to understand is like, are you looking at like, my 900,000 could be 2.7. To look at it in two years and it'd be still 900,000. That's not a store of value. Like cash in two years will be considered 900,000, right? But it lost value as a history has shown. So you need it to at least outperform the inflation rate, right? However you want to calculate that, whether CPI taken in core or not, it's, that's a whole nother conversation. But it's a store of value, 100%. The properties allow me to when I put my energy and time and resources into something to add economic value to the world and get compensated in cash to be able to live a life that I want, buy the assets that I want, when that is inflated away and diminished with no doing of my own, that is losing value as me as a person, what I contributed to the world, right? And economically, and yes, my, my savings, right? So it's, so for me, because of the supply and demand metrics of Bitcoin and how I think it's only going to be able to increase more in allocation sizes among institutions, small businesses, corporations, pension funds, you know, like it just, the list goes on. It's going to, yeah, it's going to accrete, right? The fact that it's even accreting right now compared to other asset classes is pretty incredible, actually. Like what's right. the real yield on what other assets offer you right now? So yeah, I, I, I do. I think it's something where in five years from now, that 900,000 will be two, three, 400, four, 4 million. Yeah, probably because 
I mean, I, I, is, this is, I, I don't stand by this as factual, like this is why I did it, right? But it's just curious. I went back and ran the numbers. You look at, I've always been league minimum, by the way. I want your viewers to know that one, I'm not this um, millionaire, just multi-millionaire dollar NFL athlete that has all this guaranteed money and I just, I'm throwing this away, right? It's like, my conviction's high. It's all relative to each person's financial wealth. And this was a big move for me to do. And that's a, a representation of my conviction. You run the numbers and I think over three years, I think I'm very transparent about this because obviously, you know, professional athletes, you can find my salary right now, you know, out, out publicly. I think in three years, I cut it in half, right? 50% because you walk, you're lucky to walk away with 50% after agents. That's only 3%. Just talk about state tax, California, federal income tax, 50% before you spend a dollar. I think I would made before bonuses. This is only base level salary, salary. Uh, like 950,000. And that would have been at the time, I think the price of Bitcoin was when I ran these numbers, it, what it dropped, it was in the beginning, like maybe 50,000, 48, 50,000. I think I had, um, yeah, I, I want to be completely just transparent. Like I ran those numbers, so it could be a little off now at this point, but it was at the time six and a half or 7 million. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I've, I wouldn't have done this if I think it's going to go down. I'm fine. If you told me in a year or two that it will be down. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Cool. My time horizon one is like for it's 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 to pass it. It's generational. It's generational. And yeah, like for me, the price isn't all too like. Obviously, I want to try to get as much Bitcoin for the best price, which is why I doubled my position size. But for me, it's the amount of Sats and Bitcoin that I personally own that's important because its properties are it's insulated away from being inflationary resistant, right? So it's like I was listening to. Uh, okay, when you pick stocks or an equity, what stock in a hundred years has been that preserved this value, right? Even a great stock, like in a hundred years, do we think Apple right now in a hundred years will be where it's at? Maybe Apple's a really good, stable, high growth company, but a hundred years, look at innovation, man. It wasn't too long ago where computers were the size of a desk. Now it's a mm -hmm. fashion statement. It's in our phone or in, in our um, pocket. Bitcoin as differentiator from all other assets is in a hundred years, will Bitcoin be like, it, it would be thriving. It, it, the price would be, I don't like to predict prices, but as demand increases and supply becomes constant or harder and harder to produce Bitcoin every four years through the halving process, price will appreciate. Yeah, so I kind of just went on a long tangent there. No, man, no, man. Did answer you? Yeah. No, you 100% answered me. And I, I actually, at the beginning, I was like, did I just ask a stupid question? Because this dude just said, you know, I'm trying to hedge against inflation. And I was just like, no, no, no. He understood it because I was just like, you know, the, the, I want to know the, the purpose. Like, look, did you look at this and say, no, I can I, I, I can make my more money off of this. But you, you said exactly what I wanted you to say is, that, yes, I want to make more money, but also the inflation. But that wasn't my sole purpose um, to put uh, my salary into into Bitcoin. I want to talk about your, your MBA as, as well, Rick, you are a fifth year NFL tight end. Uh, you're currently a free agent. Um, before we go into your MBA, actually, what does it mean to be a free agent and what does it, does it mean to be released from the chiefs? Yeah. So a free agent is whether it's from a release or contract, um, just running up, right. And you're just in a transition period on just, you know, figuring out your next team design. There's different periods throughout the year. So, um, Every year, there's going to be 90 guys on a roster. And typically at the end of camp in like late July, August, late August, uh, they'll cut from 90 to 53. So there's 53 man active roster. And my whole career, I've always, always been on that. I was undrafted. I had a hard way in, but always just bet on myself every single time and always made the active roster. And yeah, so like 
you know, obviously life can humble you pretty quick. Right. But I, I think, you know, each, each setback, you know, provides an opportunity to grow and learn. And through my history, man, like my, my path, I've had uh, Achilles surgeries, you know, just uh, not too long ago, you know, talk about innovation, like 10 years ago, that would have been a career ender. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I look at, you know, just getting to the part where I am mentally, physically now. And if you, I think if you look at, you know, just through that, I've cultivated a mindset of optimism, like learning to see the good in every situation. So for that, I'm grateful. And we'll look back on that viewing it as a blessing in disguise. And right now I'm just continuing to take care of my body and increase my, my uh, skill set on the field and trust the vision, man. And just continue to work and focus on the process of being, you know, my best every single day. Awesome. Awesome. And I love it. I actually, I just got back into the gym after six weeks off. I, uh, started running for office over here and I was just like, Oh, I'm just too oh, nice. busy. And then I was, and then I just didn't hit the gym. And I, I feel like, yeah. a, I feel like a piece of shit to be honest with you. <laughs> so it, I got, it, it, yeah, it's hard, right? It's, it, it's, it's great. Cause you could do a, a great workout that will increase your health and maintain your size and maybe even lose weight if you're trying to lose weight or gain weight if you want to gain weight in like 30 minutes right it's like right. you have 30 minutes but i'm with you bro it's like life just gets crazy and you get in these monotonous cycles and you mm -hmm. don't prioritize things that should be prioritized and before you know it it's like shit man i haven't worked out in a month right so, <laughs> I, I hear you bro that's exactly what it was man it's just yeah. like my, my schedule changed my my whole like my vibe changed and all of a sudden yeah. it was like I haven't worked out in like a, a, like a month. It was like a month. And I was yeah. like, oh, I got to get back in. And now it's not the time. Now it's not the time. Six weeks go by. I have to get back into it. And you're right, man. All you need is a couple of days a week, six, uh, 30 minutes, you know, some little bit of cardio in there. You can maintain your you're yeah. good. And your diet, I, obviously. Yeah, and your di diet. I mean, that's everything, right? The, the, the six pack is not from weights. I, I think people that are just crunching and is doing all these oblique stuff and are like, oh, I'm going to get my six pack. It's like, bro, you can't, that's not how it works. No, nope. <laughs> not, 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 with, not with 1200 calories of beer every night. You can't. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Even though, yeah. which is delicious, by the way. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. this, this I'm more is, of a wine guy now. Oh yeah. Um, it's yeah, smart. Yeah. Seems a little healthier, but. Well, you cut your health. calories <laughs> by, by like 60, 60% per uh, serving by doing that. Yeah. So true. This, this might be a weird question. Um, you're going on a PR run. You're going on podcasts and things like that. What is your goal with this? Like, so I saw you on crypto podcasts. I also saw you on Fox Business uh, and and like in Fox News and things. And so it's like you're doing making these rounds, but I I didn't see a, like an overall theme when you were in the NFL and you were taking your salary. It was like a buzzword. It was a thing. It was like the headline. It's like oh he's taking his his salary in Bitcoin, but you're still doing it. And so I want to know what what's your goal? Yeah, that's that's not a weird question. I think it's, it's a great question. Um, I don't think I've ever been asked that, but it's what my goal was in the beginning. Right. It's um, just inspire people to think for themselves if they could, you know, see an article or, you know, listen to your podcast and walk away and spend an hour researching um, about Bitcoin. Right. And just thinking different. Right. Not assuming what has been told to us our whole lives. Right. To be truth. So, like, I, I was fortunate to um, my dad was uh, found gold as an attractive investment right so just before i even went to college um i could hear like just understand what made gold attractive like the fallacies that occur within central banks the system and just inflation so like already i had a contrarian viewpoint you know through college and my undergrad and my internships like we could talk about that for a while too we still don't need to talk about the nba anymore i think about it um you know that changed but it's part of my story to where i eventually realized man there's a lot of issues like what like right now i think regardless of what you think and view Bitcoin as whether it's legit or not. Like there is an issue right now in the economy, in the markets, right? 100%. So it's, like, 
So it's like, what's the solution? And my story through my personal research, this is all me. I'm not saying it's just saying, Hey, this is what I think. And this is what I'm deciding. And I think I have a platform to spread that and let somebody do their own research and due diligence and decide for themselves. I could go on about the egalitarian natures of Bitcoin and how I think it could be a solution to the wealth gap and how it's, um, it's hope, right? It's, it's truly hope. And there's a lot of things I could say to explain that, but it's hope. And so my goal now, even my story, I think is it's just making the story better. Oh, two weeks later, he got released. Okay, cool. It doesn't matter because one, I got to continue to do what I have to do to make my body to be at my best, right? Because I know an opportunity will come. And this is not something that's new for football athletes, right? Like it was first time me ever being released. So it's a little different, but you know, just carrying on, right? Just doing it and controlling what I can control. And, and doing that, yes, yeah, continuing to one, build my brand. You know, I, I've always known that path for my life would involve the overlap of football and finance. And I knew there's financial literacy and, you know, just the broke 30 for 30, right? There's a lot of NFL athletes, 70% go broke after three years. Hmm. And that's gotten better, I think. I think that was an old doc, but it's, it's gotten better, but it's still, that's why I said, like, that's why no one was like, oh man, this guy's tripping. Because I think if you, if you, if you know me, you know, I want to help and help and, and do my part. And I come with humility and just want people to think for themselves. That's mm -hmm. the biggest thing that I just learned over the past year, right? It's been a crazy year for the world. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so now, and then now I see that, that trajectory of my life for my next career, whenever that is, right? Because I've always used football to set me up for what's next because football is such a small percentage of my life. You know, think about it. Like if I'm lucky to play five years, the average is three. That's five years. Well, most guys are 27, mm -hmm. 26. Mm -hmm. Now what, right? Or football, man, I got a free education at the University of Missouri. Mm -hmm. I could not take that serious. And then look back and be like, dang, I wish I took that serious and got a good uh, major, right? It's like, no, I switched to my finance, switched to a finance major. I was working 30 hours a week at Shelter Insurance, a Midwest insurance firm. And, you know, which was awesome. I was an equity research analyst where I got to oversee 1 billion of the 5 billion float, 4 billion fixed income, held my own Bloomberg terminal. I'm sitting there crunching numbers, really gearing for life on Wall Street because between football, I'm studying for the CFA level one exam and mm, being nice. a D1, being a D1 athlete. Right. And I'm a scholar athlete, the SEC's, what was I, the what, finals for the William Campbell, I think, uh, whatever. Um, I, I take football and in, in, in education this year serious is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I just, that's, that's my, I, so I knew that eventually, you know, okay, do I go to wall street? No, I want to battle myself. I didn't have some glamorous career in college, but I knew I belonged in NFL still. And I made it, made it three years, blew my Achilles out when things were looking great. Sucks. Life's not fair learn, develop a resilient mindset, move on to your next opportunity, right? Man, this has been a cool pod because I feel like I'm just really covering a lot, but you ask these simple questions and I just go on a super detailed answer. So <laughs> no, I apologize. No, no man, but, don't, don't, don't apologize. But, I like yeah, you're asking, you're asking why, right? And it's like, well, here's why. Well, here's why this is what I want to do. 100%, man. And I think that, I th first of all, I, I think that one, respect to 
uh, continue to learn and not, you know, taking anything for granted, uh, you know, playing ball, you know, the education, you know, every, everything, it looks though like you're, you're just going to carpe diem any opportunity that you have. And so I, I 100% respect that. I, I got a scholarship for my MBAs. Um, you know, you got a scholarship for your undergrad. I got a scholarship for my MBA and nice. did that as well. And, um, you know, I think it was, you know, a good time to, to spend and, uh, did not complete it. Actually, I have one credit left. I, I decided to leave and pursue something else during it. Bet on yourself. Awesome. Yeah, bet, bet, bet on yourself. Um, but you no, know, so I, I really, I really respect that. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about you on, and, and Wall Street on like the trading floor or something like that, six, five, 250 pounds, just pummeling people is scaring the crap out of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, right. bro, get out of my way. Get my trade. My trade. I got my trade. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. the NBA, man, what do you, so real quick, I mean, I, I want to wrap this up in, like uh, soon, but uh, um, real quick with the NBA what do you want to do is it, are you going to go back into finance are you going to go the nba route or or are you going to take your nba and like do something different if like say you don't go back to nfl like really nothing's changed on the reasons i wanted why i wanted to get my nba like i wanted to continue to learn and look at it for two ways one you know it's almost like an insurance so yeah i think i was just talking to my girlfriend at the time and like early on and obviously she was you know hey you know um you know, football ends, like, what, like, what's next for you before she really got to know me and my interests. And I'm like, well, I'm doing my MBA right now. Because, you know, the worst case scenario, it's like, I think that, you know, that could help with me getting a job, right, or getting an interview, right? It's a very, um, you know, prestigious college, very just highly rated. Um, and I think it just shows who I am, right? And this, like, uh, we've said this whole podcast just okay, this guy wants to learn. And he's not defined by just being a football player, right? So, that was, it was almost like an insurance for just getting a job. But then I also have like the mentality to maybe start my own business. And yeah, as I grow and scale, I would, you know, divvy off some of those responsibilities, but early on, like, man, if I could save some money and do it myself, because I'm learning, you know, it's not like I'm just doing these classes just to like knock them out. It's like, you no, know, I'm really learning, educating myself, doing the readings, doing well, because I want to learn. Right. And apply that towards, you know, five years, eight years from now, 10 years from now, when I have a job or start my own business, you know, I'm sure there's going to be value there. Right. And what I've learned in that, in the study in the that time of study. So that's kind of, that's the two, right. It's either I'm starting my business and need it or yeah, it would, you know, reasons why anyone would get an MBA, whether it's for promotions or getting a job. And it's also, I, I get, and I understand my situation. Let's say I wanted to go into wall street or let's say I wanted to get any other job. Like I don't have in quote, work experience, right? Because right out of college, I went to the NFL. I think looking back, you would say that's a rational move. I think every year, you know, and there's just a respect factor of just, man, that guy, like you said, you're like, I didn't do my MBA one credit left because you want to pursue your, that, that the business that you launched and go down a new route. That's awesome. Like you had a dream and you pursued it. So my dream is to play in the NFL as long as I can, as long as I can protect my mind and my body to a level where I don't fear long-term um, detriment, right? I love it, man. I love it, man. Or maybe just go work for recording base when you're done, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna you know happen. I, I, I like a podcast too. I like. I'm enjoying the like you said that PR this PR run I'm going on. I'm meeting a lot of uh, great individuals, and you know sometimes you know I, I listen to my girlfriend. She she hosts a podcast, and uh, I'm like, man, could I could I do that? Like, I like to just find bro what people are thinking. I can tell you right now that one, I've been podcasting for about four years. Um, love the podcast. The, the thing, here's the things I love about the podcasting is, is the first one is the amount I learn. Like I got to talk to 
you simple things that i take for granted right just just simple things you know like they they just gives you more and more knowledge to be more and more versed in like different different things i've I've spoken to the biggest people in the crypto space you know um that the minister of finance of 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 like gibraltar the other day you know it's just like I, I wouldn't have these opportunities if it wasn't for podcasting. So one, yeah. I learned a lot. The second one is it's actually a damn good business model, man. Like, I don't know about your, your girlfriend's uh, podcast, but man, podcasts can make a good amount of coin, you know, if, mm-hmm. if just by, you know, monetizing the, the, the right way. So man, yeah. I, I think you should have a podcast and here, I'm going to pitch you this idea right here. All right. Podcasting, podcasting about the inside scoops of NFL, like raw inside scoops. Like, here's the thing is not a lot of people don't do the, authentic inside scoops of things because of their their fearful people will retaliate like when you're done mm-hmm. with the nfl somebody just like i literally do the inside scoops of something that people will be like i never knew that you know and like put that out there bro people will listen anyway that was my <laughs> little little rant but uh fifth year nfl tight end currently a free agent sean calkin thank you very much for coming on the decrypt daily talking way over more, the time that we were supposed to but it was very interesting and um it was great to meet you brother and best of luck to you and your career in the nfl career outside of the nfl and every other end- endeavor that you do hey matthew thanks for having me man it was a blast thank you for listening to this episode of the decrypt daily my name is matthew deemer don't forget to go to deemer for congress.com that's d-i-e-m-e-r for congress.com and contribute to our campaign i'm running for congress in ohio if you guys didn't know And I need your help. By the end of June, we need to have another $65,000 in the bank to make sure everybody understands that we have a viable campaign. Because this is not only just for me, this is for the cryptocurrency space as well. If I'm, if we can get, if I become, if I am taken seriously, we need to, Bitcoin and blockchain needs advocates in Washington. Not just Coinbase lobbying people. We need people that actually understand this in Washington. So help me get there. Donate to my campaign, DeemerForCongress.com. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.